Welcome to Scanner School session number 111. This is another Ask Scanner School session where I answer your questions. If this is your first time listening to Scanner School, let me say welcome. If it's your first time listening to an Ask Scanner School, you're in for a treat. So let's jump right into the questions right after this intro. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. All right, welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My material call sign is W2LIE. And this podcast is here to teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby, which is what we are doing today. This is an Ask Scanner School session where I answer your questions. And there's a couple of different ways where you can submit your questions. You can do so by going to scannerschool.com slash ask. And you'll find three ways there. The first way is if you can just simply email me your question. It's a little contact form right in there, and you can submit your questions. There's also a SpeakPipe button where you can leave me a voicemail using SpeakPipe as an online platform. This allows anybody from anywhere in the world to leave me a voicemail. You don't need to be in the United States to leave me a voicemail. if, Because, of course, who wants to dial internationally these days, right? Or any days. The third way is if you do live in the United States, you can just pick up the phone and call us at 516-308-2885. Again, the number is in the Ask page at scannerschool.com slash ask. And you can leave us a regular, traditional voicemail. Now, again, the voicemail feedback, the voicemail questions have top priority. So I will always bump a written-in question for the voicemail questions. So... This is your opportunity to get your voice on the podcast and be heard and get your questions asked, answered basically right up front. Now, to raise the stakes just a little bit more, if you happen to ask me a question on SpeakPipe or using our local 516 number, you'll be in a running for a free tutoring session also known as a consulting call. These consulting calls are normally something that I charge for. It's a very reasonable rate. You can learn more by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting. But for those of you who ask a question via SpeakPipe or the local number, you'll be in a running for a free consulting call. Now, again, I love helping people with their scanner radio questions. That's why I started the podcast, was to kind of pass my wisdom or <laughs> A little bit of wisdom onto you guys at home or in the car or wherever it is you happen to be. Maybe you're in the train or the subway or out for a jog or maybe at the gym or maybe trying to go to sleep. I don't know. So with that, let us jump into the very first question of the month. All right. Our first question comes from Brad Denham, amateur call KF6PSL, and he writes, love the podcast and have since day one. I used to have a Channel Master Montana, a Montana 5094A. This is well before Antennacraft came out with their ST2. On my roof here, Ontario County, New York, back when I used to ride the ambulance. He was with uh, VFVAC and New York State Licensed EMT. I used it and my trusty SR925 scanner to monitor the surrounding EMS dispatch and fire frequencies, etc. It worked great, and now 25 years later, I like to replace it with another rooftop scanner antenna for my ham shack and use it with my legacy scanners and my two-year-old BCD-436HP. So question one. Now, it's a multi-part question here. 
Question one, what is the hot broadband base station antenna on the market here in 2019? Well, he asked this question back in November, and I'm just answering it now in February. So you can see how the email questions are kind of backlogged here. So again, a discount? A discount to top center aerial to pull in the VHF low band? Question two, what about a top performing mobile scanner antenna? I used to have the ASMON 52 on my car here upstate New York, as well as the Radio Shack 2032 mag mount as a backup. Both worked great. Any European units that work well? Any positive feedback on the Diamond D22 mobile antenna? That's a discone mag mount antenna. Now, question three, seeing the 54D9A is out of production, and even though he asked MFJ to replicate the ST2 and then sell it, has anyone built themselves their own version of the ST2, uh, aka the 5094A, that includes 800 megahertz? Again, thanks, and keep up the great work, Brad, who I guess is now in Sandy, Utah, must have been a transplant. So first of all, Brad, thank you so much for the comments and the feedback on the podcast. I am glad that you are enjoying the podcast. So let's jump right here into question one. What is the hot broadband base station antenna for the market here this year? A discone. That is correct. I am a fan of discones, and I've tried several different types of antenna. I, I always seem to go back to the discone. I have uh, the old Radio Shack discone antenna right now in my attic space. I have another one that I'm getting ready to put on the back of my garage. And um, I had the ST2 until it blew apart. And right now I've got the Austin Ferret on the house. And I cannot stand the Austin Ferret. And uh, I kind of wish I had it gone by now. It's going to be replaced by the Diamond D130NJ. That is my discount of choice right now. And it's what I recommend. It's a wide receiver. It does have the center VHF whip on it. So you will get down to low band. And again, you can use it to transmit on the typical handbands that discones like to transmit on. That includes 6 meters, 2 meters, 440. I want to say 220. Not sure about that one. And, you know, it works works really well all over the bands. So let me just also say that your needs may change based on what it is. So, like, I do have, like I said, I have the um, the Austin Ferret on the, on the roof of my house, and I can't wait to take it down. It's just, to me, it's just a monument to failure. It does not work nearly as well as anything else happened to work, and I'm very disappointed with that antenna. What I can tell you, though, is if I do swap over my dual-band ham antenna, which has gain on VHF and UHF, I can hear much further. That is expected because you have gain on the amateur radio antenna. And just for reference, I'm using a diamond, was it the N200 or something 200 XA or X200 NA maybe is what the model number is on that one. And uh, of course, because you have some gain in VHF and UHF, it works really great on those bands. 800, low band, not so well because that's not what the antenna is tuned for. So again, if you're looking for general coverage, definitely go for a discount antenna. Again, there's no gain in discount antennas. There's no gain in the ST2. There's no gain on this Austin Ferret. In fact, I think there's some minus gain on there. So again, the discount is where I would I would sink my money in. And good quality coax, LMR 400 all the way down. Okay, question two here. Uh, what about the top performing mobile scanner antenna? So I have used the MR77, which is a mag mount antenna on my car. Again, that's 2 meters and 70 centimeters. It works well, again, in that 
in that area. Now, I've also used a dual band uh, antenna. I believe it's the SG7500A. Is, I think is pretty much what I had in the back of my car for a while here. And that one, again, has got some really nice gain. It works really well in 2 meters and, and 70 centimeters. The problem, though, with what you're talking about, though, with a a discone antenna. In fact, even Whistler makes a couple of nice models now too. The discone antenna for the car, you got a lot of wind loading on there and I really wouldn't be driving around with that antenna on the car. In fact, if you even look at Whistler's antennas, they definitely don't recommend driving around this. So if you want to check out a couple of antennas, I would definitely recommend going to Whistler. So if you go to whistlergroup.com and click on product accessories, you'll see radio scanners as accessories. And then you'll see a couple of antennas, all right? So you have a couple of set-top antennas, and then you've got the mobile or home unit antennas here. You've got the desktop multiband scanner antenna, which is a mag-mounted disc cone antenna. Don't know, again, like I said, I wouldn't recommend using that at all on your car, and neither does Whistler. They've also got the WMM460 for about $35. This is a mobile desktop scanner antenna multiband, and it has basically... A, it looks like a, a stainless steel or, or some sort of metal disc. And off that disc, you've got four antennas that are sticking up off of that. Very interesting design that they've come up with that one. And then on the lower side, they've got a uh, Magmount antenna, WMM160. It's $19.99. It's basically just a straight whip antenna with a uh, two loading coils in it. And again, this will this will do uh, the typical scanner radio bands as well. I haven't yet evaluated these, but I have seen some feedback on them. So I am I'm gonna say you know give them a give them a shot and see what uh, see what you can come up with on that one. Now I did order the Spectrum Force wide band antenna with mag mount from Scanner Master. Again, this is a $20 antenna, and this works really well, too. It looks very, very similar to the last Whistler antenna that I had recommended. So again, for $20, I would definitely say give it a shot and uh, see how well it works for you. That Radio Shack one, that thing worked really, really well. Again, one of those hidden gems, I think, when it came to uh, the Radio Shack line that uh, really would have been nice to have somebody else continue with. But it looks like Whistler is making their own antennas. Again, the Spectrum Forces are, are great as well. And then finally, a third question. Seeing that the 5049A is out of production, has anyone built themselves their own version of the ST25094A that includes 800? I have not seen one if anybody has built that. But if anybody has, go ahead and leave a comment to this podcast on our website, scannerschool.com slash session 111. Or you could do so over in the Facebook group at scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. This way we know you've built one and how well it works. But again, you know, the ST2 is a great antenna until it would blow apart in, in, in a heavy storm. So unfortunately, that's how I lost mine. But I've seen them just completely disintegrate. In fact, not even mine, but one on a commercial building. I put uh, one up on the roof there, too, and there was nothing left but the mast. <laughs> so <laughs> we traced the coax one. Oh, this must have been where the antenna was. So again, Brad, thank you so much for your questions, and hopefully I've answered them to your satisfaction. Okay, our next question comes in from Jason Bennett. Amateur call sign N2JIB. He says, could you please tell me and make available in the resources section the specific brand of SDR dongles you have and if possible, a link to the bundle you spoke about with the antennas on Amazon. Yeah, I really need to um, update my resources page, Jason. Thank you for reminding me about that page. It had every good intention when I started building the website and uh, it seems that it is definitely... Getting a little dusty over there. 
<laughs> so I will certainly, certainly be adding that over there as well. So the SDR that I'm using is the Nualec SDR dongle. And what I will do is if you go to scannerschool.com slash new elec. Now that's N-O-O-E-L-E-C. New elec. That'll take you over to the Amazon page where you can purchase the new elec dongle with the antenna bundle. So the current price on that antenna and bundle is $29.95 from Amazon, and it is what I've been using. I love them. I have a couple of them here. Uh, when I say a couple, it is, uh, I'd say, half a dozen to start right now. <laughs> so it's uh, it's my go-to SDR at this point, especially for the price. It comes with the antennas, and uh, they work really, really well. So again, uh, very small profile. They have a nice aluminum aluminum. Uh, shell on them so they they kind of dissipate the heat a little bit they don't drift i've only seen a couple of them out in the wild that really have an issue with uh the offset having a problem but they are great and i recommend them and again you go to scanner school.com slash new elect that's n-o-o-e-l-e-c that's november oscar oscar echo lima echo charlie and thank you so much, Jason, for reminding me about the resources page. I'll be sure to uh, get that cleaned up shortly. Okay, this question comes in from Ed. Now, Ed actually used the secret fourth way to get in contact with me. When you sign up for their, our email list over at Scanner School, I email you. Again, it's, it's a little automated, but uh, I do like to greet you and and say it's nice to meet you and you know give you a little bit of a a couple of links and and whatnot but um when you do ask me a question there i do respond and here i am responding to ed's question he says hi i'm just getting back into the scanner field and i was wondering how much the police frequencies is encrypted in my area i live in chandler arizona what will i be able to hear here so let's take a look and go and first find out where chandler arizona is so with a quick Google search, I see that Chandler, Arizona is in, and I'm going to butcher this, Maricopa County in Arizona. So we're going to jump over now to the radio reference database. We're going to go into the U.S. section, Arizona, Maricopa, and let's take a look. So we are looking at, let's see, Maricopa's got emergency management, sheriff's office. You've got the American medical responses. You've got a couple of Buckeye Chandler. Looks like you've got police explorers, conventional, non-encrypted. You guys are also on the Regional Wireless Cooperative, the RWC Project 25 Phase 2 system. And I see you've got some other conventional stuff in here that's not encrypted. So far, so good. So let's take a look at this Regional Wireless Cooperative, this RWC trunk system. And this is definitely a simulcast system. And it looks like, da -dum -da -dum, we've got quite a bit of encryption on here. So going to Chandler Police Talk Groups, we are about a 50-50 split. Looks like you've got, it looks like the Law Dispatch Channel, which is Patrol A, is non-encrypted. Metro is non-encrypted. You've got the Bike Channel, Event 1 and Event 2, Patrol B, Patrol C. Explorer and Jails are non-encrypted police talk groups. There's a lot of other stuff on here that is encrypted, such as K9, SAU, CAB, Traffic, Car to Car, Info A, Hot, Info C, Info B, CIB again, CAU, Persons Property, NARC, Gang, Events. Those are encrypted. 
public works, not encrypted when it comes to Chandler. So it looks like, you know, you could still at least listen to quite a bit of stuff on here. It looks like Maricopa Police, the city is actually non-encrypted, non-encrypted also on the EOC as well for the county. So I would say a good bet is there's enough out there to still listen to. I wouldn't let a little bit of encryption hold you back from buying a scanner. Again, you're going to need something that is P25 Phase 2 capable. And uh, looking at the size of the system, you may run into issues with simulcast. Your money may always vary when it comes to something like this. So... At least the 325 P2, the 996 P2, the 436, the 536 will get you your Phase 2 stuff. The TRX-1, TRX-2, not to leave the Whistler camp out of the mix here. But if you do have any issues with simulcast, you'll be looking at the SDS-100 or the SDS-200, which are pretty much top-line intense. And we'll put links to all this stuff in the session notes as well at scannerschool.com slash Session 111. All right. On the other side of this quick break, we're going to get into the voicemail questions that have been coming in. Again, one of them just came in this week, and we're getting to them right now. So, again, if you have to ask me a question, scannerschool.com slash ask, and I strongly recommend doing SpeakPipe or a local number. We'll be right back after these messages. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every scanner reader user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 Phase 1 and Phase 2 in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR Type 1 and Type 2. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works, the podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, 
FRS, MURS, and 2A radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Did you know you can help support Scanner School without it costing you any additional money? There's several ways you could do so. One of them is just by sharing the show. If you post a a podcast session you've enjoyed on your Facebook page, share on Twitter or retweet our stuff, that's a great way to help promote the podcast. Another way to do so is by going to scannerschool.com slash support and clicking on one of the banners in there that helps support the podcast. One of them is Amazon. If you click on our Amazon link and you make a purchase from our link, it doesn't cost you anything, but we earn a commission on that sale. If you're looking for software, we've got a great resource for you, Butel Software. I've been using Butel for years. Love their software. I continue to buy their software today. And you can go directly to the website by going to scannerschool.com slash Butel or by scannerschool.com slash support. Now, again, it doesn't cost you anything extra if you're going to go ahead and buy that software and by using our link. Another method we have is by going to ScannerMaster. I love Scanner Master. Been going to, uh, they've been getting my business for years when it comes to scanner radios and accessories. Now, again, if you use our link on our website and you go make a purchase at Scanner Master, we make a commission off that sale. But again, it doesn't cost you anything to help support us using that method. Now, for those of you that want to contribute a little bit more directly, we have a couple ways you could do so. You can donate one time by using our PayPal link. But you can also become a Patreon supporter. By becoming a Patreon supporter, it gives you benefits for supporting our our podcasts and channels and everything else. At the $1 a month level, it's a great way of saying thank you. At the $3 a month level, you will get the podcast early. As soon as the podcast is ready to be published, you'll get it in your own private podcast feed. Now, at the $5 a month level, not only do you get the $3 a month benefits, but you also get a Squelchy sticker pack. Now, Squelchy is our little radio cartoon character that represents Scanner School. Not only do you get the, the, the stickers, but you also get a special monthly Q&A session that follows the general Q&A session I do on YouTube and Facebook just for you guys, just to help you out. So again, you can help support us on Patreon by going to scannerschool.com support. And I want to thank the following continuing Patreon supporters. Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Blum, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, James Felling, Jeff Block, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, M.T. Bono, Mark Beebe, Raymond Hill, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Stephen Sheffield, Todd Glendie, and William R. Canned. Now, again, the $5 a month is our best uh, valued tier. And if the Patreon takes their cut, that's like giving us a dollar a week for the benefit of not only getting the podcast early and also getting your own private Patreon supporter live Q&A video session. So again, scannerschool.com slash support. Hello. I have a question for uh, Scanner School. It's my first time asking a question. This is Ken Fowler. My local county is a Harris P25 800 megahertz trunk. I'm using a BCD 436 and 536. All of the frequencies on this system are labeled as control channels. The 436 and 536 suffer from a control channel lock delay 
unlike a neighboring county who uses a Motorola 700 megahertz trunk, can you provide any feedback on how to get around this or any hits, hints or tricks? Thank you. Kenneth, thank you so much for asking your question on Scanner School and uh, welcome. You've done it. You are the first person to actually give me a question where you have stumped me. I wish I had a really good answer for you, but I don't. I have some suggestions, but I don't know if any is going to work out for you. So the first question, the first solution I would say, there's other users out there that have complained about Harris P25 systems and their BCD 436. Now, one of them here is back from 2016, and they're kind of saying that they're 436 is having problems, but they're Pro 106 tracks with ease. So again, is this something that's a difference between the GRE Whistler Radio Shack line that the way they do things different from the way Uniden goes through and, and trunks? But I don't know. I mean, the other question would be, do you have the latest firmware in your scanners? Now, I assume that you would and you do. The other thing I would recommend is, have you played around with the, the settings in the scanner when it comes to the threshold settings for P25. Now, reading through some of these uh, these posts here, that was one of what some of the users have recommended as well. Also, setting the squelch. Now, again, setting the squelch, I don't, I don't know, you know, one user said he put it down to zero and it, it worked for him, but I, I don't know how well it would work if you have other things out there that you're scanning, especially in the conventional world. It's just going to slow up that scan rate as well. So congratulations, you've done it. You're the first person to uh, to give me a question I was unsure of how to answer. So I'm going to leave it at that. I am going to um, try and work with you on email and see if I can uh, help you out any further on this one. I'm very curious to see what it is that you'd come up with as an answer, what would eventually start to work for you. Unfortunately, I don't have a system up here I can, I can play around with out here at the moment. And it's interesting, to say the least. So with that, I'm going to say best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really feel bad. I don't. I don't have an answer for you on this one, and I wish I did. I really wish I had something concrete to give you to help you out with. But what we'll do is we'll put a link to that radio reference post. I'm sure you've already been googling this. I'm sure you've already been re- referenced looking for it. But it might just pay just to just to ask the group again. Scannerschool.com/slash/facebook/group or over at scannerschool.club. See anybody else is in your area that have it working. Also, radio reference would be a good resource for you just to see. You know, get in your local area and see if anybody else is having a problem with your local system and uh, to see if maybe somebody else has a solution. I really do apologize for not having a good answer for you, but it was bound to happen. Somebody was bound to ask me a question sooner or later. I mean, it took quite 17 episodes to get here, so just proves I'm not perfect either, and I do have stuff to learn. So if you have a solution, I'd love to hear it, and I'll check back in with you. So Kenneth, thank you so much for asking your question, and I really wish I had an answer for you. Yes, my name is Michael. I have a, a BCD536HP. I uh, have a, uh, uh, there's a Next Edge channel that I have. It's on 9600 baud. And I, I, when I try to analyze it, I get S and, uh, the, uh, the word, the S, the S, the Q, and the A. I get system ID and system ID number. There's no signal there, but I know it's an active frequency. Anyway, you can help me out here. The uh, DMR4800, P25, Phase 1 and 2, conventional frequencies are all coming so good. This one, this, this one, next edge. Uh, and I know it's active, but it's not encrypted. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, Michael. Great question. And thank you for submitting your question via our local 516 number. So 
NXDN, this one is, um, is it's an interesting type of trunking here. So it's not like P25. It's not like EDAX. It's not like the old typical Motorola systems. This is kind of something that can go one way or the other, right? It can either be conventional. It can be simplex, right, through repeaters. It could also be trunking. And there's two flavors in a the trunking. There could be an XDNC, where you've got the dedicated control channel, which is what we're used to when we listen to EDAX and P25 and Motorola Type 2 trunking. And you can also have NXDN Type D, which has no dedicated control channel. All right. So think LTR. All right. That's where you kind of every couple seconds, you got a little, or even up to a minute, you got a little heartbeat. And then you may hear a little bit of data noise when the when that rest channel tells the system or the tells the radios what to do. So this might be what you're experiencing on the trunk system, or I, assuming now is a trunk system that you're trying to monitor. I don't know if it's conventional or if it's a part of a trunk system that you're trying to monitor this frequency. So you may expect, because you're hearing the NXDN digital noise on the frequency, but you don't actually hear anything, you might just be picking up the control channel's traffic and the voice stuff is all on another frequency. So these are the kind of things you might have to dig into and start looking. So if you haven't already seen the system built yet on Radio References Database, what you could also try doing is go on to digitalfrequencysearch.com. In there, you can put your county and your state, and it will give all of the DMR or P25 or even NXDN frequencies that are licensed to that county. See what other frequencies are out there. What I would suggest doing is if you have a second radio that you're able to monitor that control channel and just see if you can hear the data bursts go out over it and then scan the other frequencies that are part or part of that license or registration and see if you could pick out that, okay, every time I hear a data noise on this frequency here, I'm also now seeing that I've got voice activity on other frequencies or this other same frequency. Something really good to try around with this too is by using DSD plus Fastlane. Again, we'll put a link to that in the session notes, and that'll also help you map out the system. But from what I'm expecting here, what I'm assuming now, again, I'm just assuming a lot here, is that you're listening to a rest channel and you're not actually getting the you know what you expect to hear. It's it's you're not gonna get a voice transmission on here unless the rest channel moves then you may possibly get voice channel here, uh, voice activity here as well. But if you want to write back in, you want to leave me a voicemail with some follow-up information as far as the county, the frequency, you know where you're located, we can certainly look at this further and try and dissect things a little bit more. But for now, this is what I'm expecting. And hopefully I've hit the nail on the head on this one and I put you down the right path. But uh, keep at it. This is what makes the hobby fun. It's discovering things, learning more about it. You know, not just grabbing things off uh, like, you know, a set of frequencies and talk groups, but actually getting into the the, uh, the 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 trenches here and getting your fingers dirty and learning more about uh, what makes things tick. Now, I do have two podcast episodes I want to recommend to you. We have sessions 43, where I talked about NXDN, and session 44, where I talk about NXDN trunking. So if you go to scannerschool.com slash session 43 and scannerschool.com slash session 44, again, we'll put links to those in the session notes, but that's where you can go directly to the very early podcast that I had done describing what NXDN NXDN is an XDN trunking. So again, 43 and 44. That was before we hit one year. So I don't know how well it's going to sound if you go back there, but 
it's there for you. And that's why it's there in the archive. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea of what to look for. And uh, I hope it helped. Again, thank you so much for uh, submitting your question. Phil, Glenn Bloom down here in uh, Colleen, Texas. Call sign KD5DGA. My question is, <clears throat> how easy could it be to set up a private uh, scanner uh, broadcast so I can just listen to it on my own home system or maybe possibly through my cell phone while I'm at work and away? I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Glenn, thank you so much for your question, and also thank you very much for being one of our newest Patreon supporters. I really, really do appreciate it. So to answer your question, it is a lot easier than you'd expect. In fact, I even walked somebody through this on our consulting page. He uh, he basically reached out to me and hired me for an hour so that uh, I could show him how to do exactly this, and we did a lot of other stuff with that hour as well. So I would recommend the easiest way really to do it is if you don't already have ProScan to go ahead and purchase a copy of ProScan. Again, you go to proscan.org. I really recommend it. This is not an affiliate link. This is a direct link to ProScan. And I believe the license for it is $50, 50 US dollars. And that will give you the ability to run ProScan on two computers. And what you can do is you would hook up your scanner to ProScan. Now, again, ProScan really has a limited number of scanners that it supports out of the box with all of the features. Just because your your scanner isn't on the list doesn't mean you cannot use it with ProScan. It just means that it's going to be a limited limited in features as to what you can do. So ProScan allows you to program scanners, allows you to keep logs and records it allows you to record audio, but it also allows you to stream your scanner. Now, out of the box, ProScan supports the Uniden BCT15, the BCT15X, the BC250D, the BC296D, the BR330T. I love that radio, by the way. The BCD346XT, the 346XTC, the BCD325P2. The BCD-396T, the BCD-396XT, the BCD-436, and the 536. Probably the best scanner of the bunch, the BC-780XLT, the 75D, the 796D, the 996T, 996XT, 996P2, the SDS-100, 200, 100E, 200E, the UBCD-3600XLT, and the USDS-100. That's the list is growing and growing and growing. As of today's date, ProScan version 16.0 is out. And, of course, you can go and get a free trial uh, for a free 30-day trial. And also there is a stripped-down version that's also available for you to download as well. So, again, highly recommend it. It's the, the list of scanners is growing. Obviously, it's mostly Uniden because the protocol is out there, and um, it just it just works well. I've been a big fan of ProScan for quite a number of years here, and again, I use ProScan on my own personal live scanner feeds. I also use it to archive my scanner audio locally here. I do not use it for programming, but I use Butel for that. But again, you could use ProScan for programming your scanners as well. So what you would do in ProScan, you would actually first 
if you're using one of these scanners, you would set it up with the uh, connection and set the COM port and the baud rate and the, and the scanner model. Again, if you're using like the 536HP, it's just easier to do this over Wi-Fi because your audio and your controlling is all going to be done over the same IP address. Whereas if you were using anything else, you would need a serial port into the scanner, whether it's USB over serial, or and you'd also need a line input for your audio as well. So what you, again, like what you do, you, you set the control on the scanner, and then you'd set up the audio input of the scanner as well. Now you'd want to do this for the live feed setting in there. Then what you can do is you've got two options here. You can actually set up a remote over IP scanner where you have a virtual display of the scanner radio, and it allows you to not only listen to the scanner, but also to control the scanner like you were sitting in front of it, which is really cool, and again, why you kind of you want to take advantage of having the two licenses on your scanner, on ProScan. Now, again, to keep in mind, too, this is Windows-only software. So what ends up happening now is you have the ability to be remote, listen to your scanner in near real time, and also control it like you were sitting in front of it. Now, you can also set up your own live scanner feed. And the nice thing about this, it's a, it's a completely separate tab, so you can set it up separately and independently from the remote over IP. And again, it's about 30 to 40 second delay in this, but you'll get a virtual, uh, you'll get an actual web page, not a virtual web page, you'll get, a, you'll get an actual web page that will display the an image of the scanner. You would then click on the live feed button, and that would then bring in the audio. So you can run this privately on your own local LAN, and you would just connect to it as if it was a remote PC on your LAN. If you were outside of your LAN, if you were remote driving around or in the office, whatever, you would then need to set up port forwarding on your firewall and your router and whatnot to connect to the computer that is running ProScan. There's a website out there, which we're supposed to be on right now, but uh, it, it checks the portforwarding.org or portforwarding.com or something like that. That kind of helps you through the different kinds of routers and how to set that up if you need help with that. But it's a great way to to now get the, the scanner out there. You don't need any other software. You don't need to have a live feed server. You don't need to have a, a streaming software. You don't need to worry about all that. ProScan handles it all, and it operates just like this out of the box. It is very easy to set up. Now, again, if you don't have one of these scanners that is supported by ProScan, all you can do is you set up in box mode, and then you just won't get a virtual display of what's going on. So, again, you can still run a live feed server and everything else. So if you're running an old older scanner, you just don't get alpha tagging. It's it's just fine. It, it'll still work for you. So again, highly recommend it. Give it a trial. I I I, I really there are other ways to do it, but uh, they're a little more cumbersome to set up. And I will be going into how to do that in other podcasts coming up as well. One of them being Zello has been a, a very popular way of doing that as well. It's kind of a push to talk app on your cell phone, but many are using that for their live feeds as well. So we'll touch in on that as well. So again, this was a very short answer on this one, but um, it doesn't really require much more information than that. So again, if you need help with it, let me know. And uh, I'd like to put a tutorial together on how to do this anyway for the YouTube session. So if you listen to this in the future, there might already be one on YouTube at scannerschool.com slash YouTube. But if you listen to this in the near future, yeah, that may not be there just quite yet. So before we leave, I also remind you that we're going to pick a winner to see who has won this month's tutorial session. I also remind you, though, before we split, 
that tonight, if you listen to this live, if you listen to this the day it comes out, I'll be doing our Facebook and YouTube live session. So bring your questions tonight as well and check our YouTube channel and our Facebook page to see the exact time in your local area that we will be live and answering your question. So let's find out now who wins the free tutoring session. All right, I have put three names into my Google Sheets here, and I'm going to hit the random number, and it looks like, Glenn, you are the winner. Number three, Glenn, you have won the free consulting or free tutoring call. So if this is something, um, if the live feed is something that you want to go through, I will be more than happy to uh, work on a remote share session with you and help you set it up. So by the end of the call, we will be off and running and you'll have your live feed up and going. So with that, I want to thank everybody who has asked their question this month. Again, scannerschool.com slash ask. We are still looking for questions for next month's Ask Scanner School and we'll continue to do this as long as questions keep coming in. Hopefully nobody else stumps me, but it may happen. So again, Scanner School is copyright 2020. Monitor Long Island Inc. My name is Phil Lichtenberger and this podcast is here to teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Again, thank you so much for being there and we will catch you all again next week. 73 for one.